0: podcast uh Good afternoon, good morning. Uh, hope your workout is going well. Hope this flight is crushing it for you. I know so many of you listen as you travel. I uh, wanted to talk to you about Vayner Mentors, uh, the new product offering at Vayner Media. Uh, so many of you on the podcast have been asking me, looking through my email, so many of you have been asking me, like, hey, my business is doing a million bucks. How do I get it to 10 million? A lot of you know my story of building my dad's business from three to 60 in a short period of time. I'm getting a ton of questions. You might have saw the video on Facebook, but I know a lot. Of audiences just living on the podcast, so I wanted to do this like kind of pre roll before you listen to today's podcast. Go to slash Vayner Mentors Pod. There's an S in the mentors, Vayner Mentors Pod. slash Vayner Mentors Pod to get information on our new consulting offer at Vayner Media. I promised my CFO that I'd get a bunch of customers for it. Uh, VaynerMedia Media is. Completely flabbergasted by the results we're seeing from 4Ds and Vayner Mentors so far. And I know that at least one to five of you who are listening, of the millions that are listening to the podcast, are in that place right now where you have not been able to grow your business from that one to five. Basically, the goal of Vayner Mentors is if your business is doing one to five million in revenue, and it has been doing that for the last two or three years, you're kind of plateauing. We've created a consulting product that ranges in the range of like 150,000 to 500,000 to get you from three to 10, three to 20. We've taken some of the best experts from Vayner Media to put it on it. I would highly recommend if this is your reality to go to garyvee.com slash Vayner Mentors with an S, P-O-D, garyvee.com slash vaynermentorspod.
1: This is the Gary V Audio Experience.
0: Cause we're gonna be legends. We're gonna get their
2: All right, man. Well, first off, thanks for being on Path to Mastery Podcast, my friend. Real to be on. Super excited. Appreciate you, uh, you know, spending some time with us. You know, one of the first things I really want to do is make sure I bring some value to you, brother. You know, I'm about three quarters of the way through your book, Crushing It. It's absolutely awesome. I've given it to about 10 people now. I just want to know from you, like, what's the essence of this book? What do you want people to take from this book?
1: I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on episode 100, right?
2: Oh, Absolutely, Gary. This is going to be episode probably 103. And <laughs> we'll talk to you about that okay, in a fine. minute. I
1: got, I, I, we, yeah, okay, I love that. I lo- actually, you know what's funny? I like that even more. I can't wait to hear that part. Anyway, the essence of the, the book is the opportunity is now. It's real. There's a land grab. And if you know how to run ads and make copy and creative and pictures. If you understand what's happening and you execute within it, the return on the investment of the education and the execution within the modern social internet is extraordinary and all time. And I implore people to take advantage of it.
2: And you know, one of the things I took from the book is a lot of people aren't doing this out of fear, right? It's it's probably to me, one of the most common reasons why people aren't taking advantage of this stuff.
1: Well, that's life, right? Like that's the punchline of life. Fear and defense is the 99%. That's exactly right, my friend. It's too bad. And for me, it's lack of fear and optimism. And so, you know, that's why I think a lot happens for me. And then the hard work and, and garnishing your skills. And so what a booklet crushing it is trying to do is get people the right mind frame and then also talk about the things that they should be doing within it. And so that's what I'm hopeful will happen.
2: Most of my listeners are real estate agents, as I think you know. We started to have a conversation at Agent 2021. Ryan Serhant was there. He shared kind of his thoughts on real estate, you know, the future real estate. Maybe there are going to be no big brokers. My thoughts are a little different than that. And we started having this conversation actually at one of your Ask Gary V episodes. But I want to get your opinion. Like, what are you seeing with real estate disruption? What are your thoughts? You know, think 2021. You
1: know, look, I think anytime you're in a business like real estate, you have to be great at marketing. So newspapers and radio and direct mail and bench ads, they all mattered and they need to uh, address that. And so um, I think they need to understand what the variable is and attack it. I think that's on my mind. And so I think that everything I talk about is massively important to real estate agents. You can't be a real estate agent that expects to be successful in 2021 without running Facebook ads properly and understanding that paradigm. Because by 2021, it's going to be whether it's Facebook or something else that will be the game. I think for I think personal brands over-index on this new medium, and so for a real estate agent, it's even more disproportionately impactful. And so I'm pushing.
2: All right, my friend, awesome. And I, you know, I know value has become kind of a challenge in our industry, where a lot of people feel like they can go to the internet, and you know that's the way to find an agent now. It's no more going to the local guy. As a matter of fact, I mean, think about the Super Bowl. You know, Redfin has a, an ad running 1% listings. I mean, that, that's kind of game changer. That That's disruption in our industry. So what are your thoughts when we talk about, when we had that conversation?
1: Yeah, man. I- Uber and Amazon are the preview. Every industry is affected by technology and better execution. Real estate's already been affected by that with home listing sites and things that sit in between a, a broker and the end user. And, and so I just don't understand what people are... Uh, Waiting for, and so the only way to combat something like that is to attack your own marketing strategy and being direct to consumer at scale. And so, I'm just baffled by people's inability to invest in themselves in what's coming, versus what it is. And I implore people to uh, to get serious about it. I mean, Redfin is is going to seem like uh, baby talk in five mm. to seven years. And so, if you don't start attacking these platforms and what I'm talking about, I do think that it's going to be detrimental to your business long term.
2: Don't you think though, I mean, six months ago, hardly anybody was using Facebook ads. Now, pretty much all the realtors I know, everybody's using Facebook ads. So what's next? Or do you think that's going to get saturated too? I mean, what should we be doing?
1: I'm not sure what's next. I'm not necessarily Nostradamus, right? Hmm. I know that this is current. And I know that I've been yelling about Facebook ads to real estate agents for six years. So if you're telling me this is only a, a six-month phenomenon well, from your standpoint. Yeah. Yeah. So I think there's still a lot of opportunity for Facebook. And Insta- I think Instagram ads are incredibly great for real estate agents. And mm. so uh, I-, I think that would be the other thing to think about.
2: You know, I-, I recently heard you on another podcast, and the host basically said in his industry, the middle is getting wiped out. I feel like that's exactly what's happening in real estate. Can you talk to that?
1: That's what the internet is. The internet is the middle. I don't understand what people think is happening. Like, think about all your day-to-day behavior. If the internet's big enough to put pressure on Walmart and put pressure on banks, you don't think it has enough ability to put pressure on you, the, the local celebrity real estate agent? You're crazy. And so, yeah, this is an inevitable game to the internet winning everything. And the people that know how to use it on top of it are the ones that are going to win.
2: Yeah, I I agree with you 100%. You know, something else you talk about a lot is patience and empathy. When I met you at Agent 2021, you had said to me, what's your truth? I don't know if you even remember that conversation. You may or may not. I do. And uh, my truth is service and customer experience, right? Creating an experience for our clients. Why is that so important now? And, And as agents, how do we take that back? It's always been
1: important. The people that build brands win, not the people that do sales. And so the agents that have really given a crap were able to build a reputation and build brands. And the people that were just in it for the money had quick wins and then over time lost that edge. And so it's always been important. It's just more obvious now because we see it playing out digitally. It's not hidden.
2: All right, I want to jump into empathy and patience. You talk a ton about empathy and patience. Uh, honestly, probably patience is one of my biggest challenges. Super impatient. Even the whole process of putting this this together with you, I know we are going to be episode 100. I wasn't able to put it together. So I used the clip from the other interview we did and now it's, it's one Oh three. I, I mean, talk to us about patience, man.
1: Yeah, man. I think like, you know, again, if you're running a marathon, then you have to understand what that all means, which is the longer you uh, can hold your breath, the more you're going to win in business and life. I mean that like patience really matters. Like, and I call it macro patience, right? On a micro, on a day-to-day, I'm running like a crazy guy, 15 hours a day. But my behavior's at the highest level, building relationships, worrying about my reputation, thinking about 15 years from now. It's all predicate on patience. And the other thing that patience allows you to do is not get caught up in the day-to-day wins and losses. To me, that's something that hurts a lot of people. They're just overly emotional and they get caught. They get really caught. You know, they'll overreact to a win or a loss. I just don't do that. You know, I'm always able to be the bigger man in every situation because for me, it's pretty easy to think about things long term. So if somebody screws me, I don't cut them out of my life. I try to deploy empathy and understand why do they do that? And all of this kind of goes into that patience. suck. And and I don't expect things to happen overnight. I did video every day on YouTube in 2006 for 18 months and nobody gave a shit, Right. Nobody watched, nobody cared, but I knew it was right. I was patient and, you know, it's obviously led to a lot of good things for me. So voice right now, I have an Alexa skill, right? Gary B365, it's not doing overly well, but I know it's going to be the thing. I keep innovating on it. I keep putting time into it. I'm always investing in people and things because I'm patient.
2: Yeah, you know, and, and empathy is another thing you talk about in I want to understand where you're coming from, from that perspective. I I sense, I feel you are genuine. Obviously, you're doing this now. You gave your word. You honored your word. I'm sure you get thousands of requests a day, if not more. I've got people reaching out to me all the time with stuff. Everybody's offering you this, offering you that. Everybody. I mean, how do you have empathy for all those people? Or do you?
1: I have empathy for everyone. I can't get to everyone. There's moments in time. Listen, I try to be a man of my word 100%. I'm sure there's people out there who I said I would be on their podcast and it didn't click. I lost the email. They gave up after one attempt. My admin screwed up. Uh, I screwed up. Like, you know, to me, it's just an intent, right? I have empathy for everyone. I try my best. And I don't overjudge myself as a human. I'm just keep trying my best. And I like saying yes to random things. Like in the busyness of my world, there's a lot of people that would question this 10 minutes and I allocated to this. But I believe in karma and I believe in serendipity and i believe that even though i know this isn't the biggest audience that it might be just one person listening to you that creates the next thing that creates the next thing and so you know it's just kind of how i see the world
2: well i appreciate you helping me too you know through this we're growing the audience so i mean
1: mean, are you kidding you're going to be able to leverage me being a guest on this show to get unlimited guests now it's going to change the trajectory of your podcast and that makes me feel nice and that's just human you know what i mean
2: Absolutely, my friend. I'm curious to know what is your biggest challenge right now?
1: You know, honestly, I don't even think of it that way. I would say I would say probably crippled by opportunity. I literally have incredible opportunities in my face every day, every angle. But that's an unbelievable challenge that you know, that's the holy grail, isn't it?
2: So how do you decide what opportunities you go for and which ones you don't?
1: Gut, experience, pattern recognition, intuition, relationship. Matrix, a million different things. All
2: right. And a couple more questions. I heard you on um, Lewis Howes, and uh, I know you, Lewis, are close. You talked about being 50% selfless. What do you mean by that?
1: You know, the way to be selfless and to give is to be selfish, right? So you got to get yourself right before you can give. You know, I think one of the reasons I can give so much and do give so much is because because I really focus on putting myself in a place where I'm happy and doing what I believe in and feeling like I'm in control. And so um, that's kind of how I think of it. Like really hard to give unless you're in a good place. And so I think about being selfish and I think about being selfless. I play in both of those extremes.
2: Mm. You can't do everything for everybody all the time. So you kinda, you're kind you clear on that.
1: I am, but you can't do everything for yourself all the time either. And I think most people default into that.
2: Mm, that's interesting. Yeah. There's
1: far more people doing everything for themselves every time than there are people doing everything for everybody else all the time.
2: Yeah, that's a great point. What would you do today, my friend, towards your goal of buying the New York Jets?
1: <laughs> I had a very big meeting with a very big company. VaynerMedia just won a big piece of business. I just took this call with you. Every action, all of them.
2: Well, man, you certainly helped me with, with my <laughs> with my life and, and my trajectory and my podcast and all that. And I super appreciate that. And the final question on my podcast is, what's the one thing you want our listeners to take from this episode today?
1: One, well, I bet. Do something with it.
2: One at bat. Do something with it.
1: That's it, my man. That's it. I just want people to understand how good it is right now, and they should do something with it.
2: And that's it is what?
1: Life is good. You've got one. It's a hell of a lot better to go out and do something with it instead of dwelling and complaining. You're in charge. It's time for you to be accountable for your happiness. Whatever happens every day before this moment is irrelevant. It's what you're going to do tomorrow.
2: Just about taking action, man, and moving forward.
0: Yes, sir. All right, I got to bounce. I love you. See
2: ya. Love it, my friend. Thank you.
0: bye Hey, guys, I hope you really enjoyed this episode of the Gary Vee Experience. Now go out and share this. Pass it on. Let me know what you thought.